When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard show with Doug Sprinthal. Ellie Sprinthal. L.A. Nick. Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. We will be right back more with Joyce Short right after this. Tom Bernard show. <laughs> Yeah, I told you. No, no. We what? have You were just buttons. about to take your headphones No, I just sat back and put it. I tightened oh, yeah, them on my head. It's very adjusting. <laughs> Ellie Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer. <laughs> it's confusing having you two sit next to each other. It's mm-hmm. Ellie and L.A. Ellie and L.A. Ellie, L.A. You could sit, guys Ellie, L.A. Start L.A. I don't think it's that confusing. No. It sounds Hawaiian, though. It does sound like a Hawaiian person. Ellie, L.A. Or Middle Eastern. Ellie, L.A. Okay, let's not offend anybody. You're yeah. racist, it's too late. Doug. <laughs> Doug. That's your cat calling, you know. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to attempt to do something I haven't done in a while, and I've never done. I haven't done it without a net in some time, which is to name all the Walzer stores in both states. Oh God. Good so, luck to you. Yeah, no, because I always forget one of them. So we'll try to do it geographically. In Burnsville, uh, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, Walzer Mazda, Walzer Subaru. In Bloomington, uh, Walzer Toyota, uh, Walzer Buick GMC. Uh, Hopkins is our Chrysler Jeep Dodge store. Wyzetta Nissan, Walzer Wyzetta Nissan, Walzer Coon Rapids Nissan, Walzer Hyundai, uh, Walzer Polar Chevrolet, Walzer Polar Mazda. See, this is really getting hard. And uh, the Buick GMC store in Roseville. I'm going to save the Kansas stores for the next. We got to get back to Joyce. What about the we'll coin and glass shops? Oh, jeez, don't you start. We've got to be out of here you by three. All, you missed all those. We named all their businesses. It's really amazing how fast these guys have grown yeah. in the last few years. It's no else. question. Well, you know, when you got that voice out there promoting. That's right. If it wasn't for Tommy, they would just still be selling Fiat's by the side of the road. They'd be under. They've gone under by now. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. <laughs> Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's 
terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. I rock the boat, row, rock the boat, baby. <laughs> I actually like this song. It's a good song. Yeah. Hughes Corporation. Yeah. H-U-E-S. Yeah. Not too many people know that. No, they don't. Everybody that's guesses true. wrong on this song. They, they guess do. somebody bigger. Yeah, they, yeah that's very yeah. true. Is that Marvin Gaye? Yeah. No, it's not Marvin <laughs> Gaye. Is that there, Stevie Wonder? A, <laughs> that's Stevie that's one of the saddest stories in music. Of all time. Of all time. You're shot to death by your own dad. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah terrible. High yeah. on crack. Ladies and gentlemen, Joyce Short with us. The books, Carnal Abuse by Deceit, How a Predator's Lies Became Rape, and Combating Romance Scams, Why Lying to Get Laid is a Crime. They're both available on Amazon. Those are uh, pretty provocative titles, Joyce. I will tell you that. You just came right out and said it, which is, I, I like that, actually. <laughs> there's no, no way around it. This no, there's no way around it. I agree with you. So we were well, uh, we were talking about a number of things. So Joyce, whatever you want to talk about next, I'm ready. Well, you know, I I've written a little. Uh, uh, I I call it a booklet. It's uh, uh, bigger than a pamphlet and smaller than a book, uh, and it's the easy, cheap way for people to really get the information that they need in order to try and fight for new laws on consent. I call it your consent, the key to battling sexual assault. And they can get it by simply uh, logging on to my webpage, which is consentawareness.net. Uh, in the upper right-hand corner, here's a little icon that they can click on for your consent. I normally charge $2.50 for it, but for your people today, I will give it to them absolutely free. All they have to do is put the little code Tom Bernard. Uh, in the little form they fill out, and I'll send them the PDF free of charge. That's awesome. Well, that's very nice you. of you. What we really need are people to understand what consent laws should be. Most people think that consent simply means agreement. It doesn't. There are three distinct types of agreement that can apply in sexual conduct. Consent is the only one that has the weight to make sexual conduct legal uh, because it's freely given, knowledgeable, and informed agreement. In our social media world, I call that FGKIA, hashtag FGKIA, for freely given, knowledgeable, and informed agreement. The other two forms of agreement that people often confuse for consent, one is called assent, uh, and that means agreement on the face of it. Larry Nasser is a perfect example. Yeah, yeah. His, yeah, his uh, victims agreed on the face of it, but they weren't knowledgeable or informed. Right. Harvey Weinstein is an example of acquiescence. Acquiescence is agreement under duress. So when you are, uh, when you're coerced, uh, when you're when you're in fear, you can't freely give knowledgeable or informed agreement. So those are the two distinct you know, assent and acquiescence are the two very distinct types of agreement that people often confuse for consent. Even our lawmakers, even judges, even juries, even prosecutors confuse 
those distinct types of agreement for consent. And we need a law. We can change this very, very simply by uh, enacting this language into law. It's non-consensual sex is sexual assault, and consent is freely given knowledgeable and informed agreement. What, what if we do, you, do that, we can shut down rape mentality. What do you do when the when the waters get muddied with like intoxication and yeah. there's a lot of you know the water gets muddy a lot in those cases where both people are very heavily intoxicated and nobody really knows what happened and Yeah, I understand. You know, interestingly, when somebody is intoxicated, can they process, do they have the clarity of mind in order to process information, in order to consent. So, in but, actuality, someone who's intoxicated or uh, on drugs really doesn't have the capacity at the time to consent. But if both parties are intoxicated right, or on the drugs, has the would it cut rape, both ways? Right. That's what judges and juries are about. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very true. Uh, how, yeah. how accurate? You, are you a fan of, we, of SUV Law and Order? Do you, do you watch that show? SVU. I do watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Ford Explorer. Or SUV, whatever it's called. SVU. SVU. Special Victims are they, Unit. Are they, are they pretty accurate on that show? They had a terrible example of uh, uh, a rape by fraud case a number of a number of months ago. Uh, I was really pretty livid that they used the particular example that they used because the person who uh, was supposed to be the victim was, I thought, equally at fault. Uh, and uh, she actually... So is that the college professor? The, the college as well. Is that the yeah. college uh, guy that got people in the college one? Yes. Yes, I saw yes. that. Yes. It's terrible. Yeah. That's not actually how most cases of uh, sexual assault by fraud take place. Usually it's simply that the person is just lying their head off. Uh, in my case, the guy lied to me about uh, he lied to me about his age, his um, uh, his religion, his education, his uh, 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 what's the word for military status. He also uh, his military service. He also lied to me about his marital status. A lot of women have lied to me about their age. Yeah. <laughs> <Well>. yeah. <laughs> so everything, you know, the the person that I had a relationship with for that year and a half before I knew the first lie, and that was uh, that he was married uh, when he told me that he was divorced. Mm. Uh, everything about this man was just total. He was a total stranger to me. Yeah, I can and, see that. Uh, I I didn't know it for the first year and a half. Well, um, and it took me. Yeah, I, I just I'm was. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was just going to ask you about the you know the Me Too movement, which I think is a great thing in a lot of ways, but I'm not comfortable with this trial by social media that we're doing. Um, I think that there. What do you think about that? Do you think that there should be more due process, or do you think that this is just one of the only ways that women can get their message out? I'm a believer in due process. Uh, I believe that Me Too and Time's Up have raised awareness, mm -hmm. but they're a movement in desperate need of a solution, and the solution is defining consent in our laws. That's what's actually going to make the difference. And unless uh, the Me Too movement gets behind creating laws that define consent as freely given knowledgeable and informed agreement, 
uh, you're going to see you're not going to see any kind of radical change. Uh, I believe in due process. I believe that there should be a law that holds people accountable, that clearly states what consent actually is, so that everybody knows, the perpetrator knows, the victim knows, uh, and we can all live in a much safer world. So once we have that law, and we don't have it in New York, in fact, about a week ago, I spoke to the SVU bureau chief for the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, uh, where the uh, Harvey Weinstein case is going on. And we discussed the fact that New York's laws really do not define consent. And that's the uphill battle that judges, juries, prosecutors all face. Uh, what we have in most states are uh, sort of like um, going into a Chinese restaurant, and I'll take one from list A and one two from list B. Uh, they basically create lists of specific types of sexual assault that they will prosecute. They'll make a list called without consent, but they won't actually define consent. And that's what it's really going to take in order to shut down rape mentality. People have to really understand that consent is freely given, knowledgeable, and informed agreement. And if you are deprived of freely given, knowledgeable, and informed agreement, then you're not being seduced. You're being sexually assaulted. And then it's up to, like in every crime, a judge and jury has to determine uh, uh, crimes, uh, unfortunately, when you get into a courtroom, uh, court cases don't turn on truth. They turn on proof. So when you get into a, a, uh, a hearing, you actually have to have significant proof that a crime has happened to you. And in any case of a crime, you have to have behaved as a reasonable person would be expected to behave. So those are the two things that are, you know, that keep uh, people from being uh, wrongly accused. There's also perjury, slander, libel laws. All of these things apply. Uh, and I'm surprised that we're not seeing more libel and slander cases that come up when people are uh, being accused of wrongdoing. I think it's likely because is pretty significant proof that well, they, it's happened they, they say that most in rape, cases that have come forward. Hmm. They say most rape cases go unreported. Very true. So I mean, you're, you only seeing, you're only seeing like 20% of the real rape cases come to light because most of them go unreported. Well, I think, and, that, I think women are still uh, leery of the whole justice system. They are. You know, we had a uh, commander here in New York. His name is Peter Rose. He's the commander of the 94th Precinct in Greenpoint. Last year, there were 13 rape cases that were reported in Greenpoint. Of the 13, only three were investigated. And when the press asked Peter Rose, why didn't you investigate the other 10? His, his response was, well, you know, those were Tinder, those were you know, date rape situations where, you know, that wasn't real oh, serious stuff, oh. like being dragged into a, hello, there's nothing more serious than being raped by someone 
you love and trust. Oh, well, there, there you go again. I mean, if somebody is on Tinder, yeah, isn't that a hookup? Water. Isn't that a hookup site? So yeah. if you're going you to go meet, me? well, if you're going to go well, meet some stranger, for it's it's almost like implied. I think, but by using the app, yeah, if that's you're on what Grindr, you're gonna... if you're on Grinder yeah. or Tinder, yeah. I mean, especially if you're on Grinder, I mean, you're. I mean, that's where it gets so murky. Yeah. Yeah, people. Well, yeah, it really is a hookup I, I app. I think that people, yeah, people have to understand that what you put in writing, you could be held at at at, at face value for whatever you put in writing. If right. you advertise uh, a Mercedes Benz, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, it was a Volkswagen that Don't you got Toyota. one of these kits and you turned it into a Mercedes Benz and you went and sold it as a Mercedes Benz. Right. That would be bait and switch, right? It? Yeah, but men have been doing that and since the beginning of time. Well, maybe yes, it's time you knocked it off. And it's time for it to stop. It's time for it to stop. I mean, especially men and, in the in Hollywood and yeah. the entertainment business, they've been doing it since the beginning of time. I mean, in the presidency. Yeah, I mean, and anybody, any man yeah. in power. Just Not any man, but a lot. It's of them. been done. It's been done since the beginning of time. You and can go back to, you you can go back to Greek mythology. And don't and think women in power don't use sexuality Buddha? either as a tool. They do. I'm sorry, I didn't hear. I you. said don't don't think that women in power don't use sexuality as a tool. They do too. And they are guilty of, uh, you know, creating uh, misconceptions and sexual assault just like men are. Yep. And I believe, you know, when people say to me, oh, you're just a feminist, uh, you're a feminazi. No, no I'm sorry. I'm a no. humanist. No. Yes. I recognize that men can be misled, men can be raped, men can be sexual assaulted. And only if we standardize the meaning of consent through our laws and we apply it evenly to men and women will we ever be able to Stop this mess we're but in. That's a big task. That's a big task to get done. That has to go through Congress and get passed, and it's that's something pretty tough it to has do. To, it's even worse than that because every state uh, creates its own penal code. Well, now uh, it's every, we now have, it's every city actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even state anymore. Like in Minnesota, Minneapolis doesn't care what the rest of the state does. They they create their own law in the city of Minneapolis. Same with San Francisco. They don't care what California does. They create their own law. That is yeah, the deal. And, and I get bad news for you. A lot of these prosecutors don't even uh, don't even prosecute based on their own laws. I can give you an example. No, Minneapolis is a perfect case. Yeah. This city yeah, right here, they don't in, prosecute. I'm sorry. The city we're in, Minneapolis, they don't prosecute crimes here. They they just don't do it. It's it's a way to lower their crime rate. Even though even though rape is up in the city of Minneapolis, on paper it's down because nobody gets prosecuted. Yeah, I imagine that's true. Yeah. Joyce Short, the books are called Carnal Abuse by Deceit, How a Predator's Lies Became Rape, and Combating Romance Scams, Why Lying to Get Laid is a Crime. Joyce Short, thank you so much for your time today. Nice talking to you. I learned thank things. Thank you very much. I Tom. learned things. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Joyce. Bye. We'll be back. Bye-bye. Tom Bernard Show. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to the pure joy of hanging out on the dock. You, family, friends, and the calm of the water. If this sounds like heaven, you're going to want a flow dock. Flow docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. And get this, you could install, level, and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water. 
You see, Flo's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Right down to Flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Call or visit Flo's newest dealer in Chanhassen. Lakeshore Equipment, 952-474-DOC, or lakeshoreequipment.com, of course. Flow Docks and Lifts, a better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost Weight Loss Plan, and now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, July 23rd at 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I've lost over 65 pounds at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth after being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that our weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutramost weight loss plan is so easy, and they guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Call now to register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on July 23rd. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. You play the guitar like this. Mm-hmm. Like Just like a woman. I love <laughs> these two women. Yeah, me too. They're great. They are. We are back, Tom Bernard Show, ladies and gentlemen. I think they're in town. Are they? Are, yeah, I think are they? they are. I think they're in the town Wilson next sisters. week or something. When I worked at Capitol Records, uh, Capitol signed them for a brief period. And I was in the tower, Hollywood, right? Hollywood Boulevard, Hollywood, and just a couple blocks from Hollywood and Vine, the, the Capitol building, you can't miss it. it looks, it's supposed to look like a stack of records, right. but it doesn't yeah. look anything like a stack of records. But uh, we were up in Bruce Wendell's office. He was the vice president of promotion for Capital. And uh, Ann, is Ann the, the bigger one or is that? Yeah, Nancy? Nancy's the guitar yeah. player and Ann's the singer. Ann's the singer. And she's the bigger one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're sitting up there and she goes, I just want to bring something up and address it, you know, face to face that I'm on a workout program and I'm watching what I eat and I just want you to know that I'm really, I'm going to get in top shape so I can get out and hit the road and just, you know, just kill it. It's going to be phenomenal, blah, blah, blah. So Bruce goes, oh, that's great. That's it. He was from Philadelphia, from Pen- from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He talked like, hey, Tommy, how you doing? <laughs> so he goes, oh, that's terrific. I'm glad to hear that. That's, uh, you know, it's your choice. We, we love you for who you are, but, you know, don't worry about it. So well, I'm sitting there talking to Bruce, and he's like where L.A. is, and there's a big window right here, right? So as I'm talking to Bruce, I'm, I glance out the window, and I see them get into their limousine and drive right up to a Burger King drive <laughs> Well, I was phenomenal. I'll tell you a story about Barracuda. That came out, it was the summer Love of that. 76, which was when I graduated from high school. 
And it was about the same time I think KQ got sold, and I don't remember who bought them. But before that, I th I'm assuming they were independent because the DJs pretty much got to play whatever they wanted. Oh, yeah, How many years were... ago are you talking? This is 1976. 76. So, so that this was, was the era of Benji McKay and yeah. Killer yeah. Kirschbaum. Absolutely. I mean, and the music that they would play it was just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I mean, they play some crap, but I mean, it, you would you could go weeks without hearing the same song. Well, they got sold, and they must have played Barracuda about every 20 minutes from that summer. And I, I'm like, what happened to my radio station? This is terrible. I, no I, I don't even like way. this song anymore. I loved KQ. I was, can't get I, KQ. They turned me on to so many great yep. uh, bands back then. It was just unbelievable. I can't get KQ for some reason where I'm at. What? It won't come in. It's, it comes in and out. So, and that it's drives pretty me crazy. It's pretty far away. Well, here, crazy. just get iHeart. Uh, Media, whatever is an app, and you can stream it off. So I want I do that it, on my so cool comes in, but they play the same five songs over yeah, and over do. again. It drives you crazy. Well, FM signals go out a hundred miles. Yeah, you should yeah. be okay. It comes That's in and weird. out, and it, that drives weird. me crazy. I, I just weird. go nuts when a song's staticky. I can't listen to it. Yeah. I just can't. No, I understand that. Absolutely, I understand that. Uh, no, no, okay. no. That's the stereo in the garage. So maybe it has something to do with the garage. You have a stereo a in the garage? Oh, that's right, because you're out there. I will tell you a great story about your people, <laughs> Doug. Listen, my buddies need to hear music. <laughs> All right. We, uh, <laughs> when I was at Capitol, I had to call on KQRS, mm -hmm. right? And that was after I was already in KSTP for five years and WDGY and the whole deal. So I was already in the business of radio, but now I'm a record rep. And I called on Tack Hammer. Who used to be the program director at KQRS, Tack right? Hammer. And he's sitting back and he's kind of rocking back and forth. He goes, "Yeah, I can just see where this this business is going, and I, you know, this underground radio, it just it's not going to make that much dough. So it eventually, I mean, hell, probably I would guess within the next five years, it'll be called KQ ninety two, and you'll be the morning guy." <laughs> Did he really say he that? Oh, <laughs> my God. That's Honest so to God, funny. I will never forget that as long as I live. He called it years before anybody else. Do you know where he is today? You get any dead. idea? Oh, is he really? Yeah, he died several years ago. Sad. Because I know you have uh, Randy Kirschbaum on. I love Randy Kirschbaum. She's wonderful. Randy Kirschbaum was great. Harlan Saperstein. Uh, I haven't talked to Harlan quite some time. He did one of the greatest. It wasn't great because... But I, he just was not thinking what he was uh -oh. saying, right? Uh, he, he asked the woman out. I mean, he did not mean any harm at all. He just wasn't thinking what he was saying. <laughs> he comes in and he says to this woman, <laughs> i got to tell you, I just had such a great time. Because they went out to dinner or something. Mm -hmm. you know? I had such a great time uh, going out to dinner with you. And it's, you know... Uh, and I'm I'm usually kind of nervous in those situations, but I wasn't because of your horrible complexion. <laughs> like, oh no! Did you actually just say that? Bad. And he bad realized, and I think date. what? Bad date. Uh, Craig Weiss, one of the most brilliant writers of all time. Dead as well. Apparently. He's dead as well. Wow. He died at 62. As a matter of fact, he walks past Harlan Saperstein. Harlan had a shaved head. I don't know if you use clean shaved, mm -hmm. right? Clean shaved head. And in the winter time, he, like every other Minnesotan, he lost all of his color, so he had this kind of whitish pink complexion. <laughs> <laughs> and Craig Weiss goes up to him and goes, "Don't ever wear a pink turtleneck." Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That was fantastic. Whatever do you mean? Oh, God. I, it was know, a, I, I think you know we got that one. He did. 
one of the most brilliant campaigns in history. They hired him to do tourism for Canada, Craig Weiss. So they show all these beautiful scenes in Canada and the Canadian Rockies and Lake Louise and Banff and the Calgary Stampede. And they're showing all these great things. And it's just that with music under it. And at the very end of the commercial for the entire campaign, this like 80-year-old woman walks out on camera and goes, Canada! <laughs> <laughs> That's it? That was it. She just hollered the word Canada. But uh, you were supposed to believe everything she said because she was an old, wise woman. <laughs> it was just phenomenal. He had great campaigns. You know, that's uh, advertising is a really weird world. It is. You're absolutely right about that. Now, today it is. I had a girlfriend in college who was, grew up with the Chapin brothers, Harry, the yeah, famous yep, musician, sure. and his brother, Tom, wrote a bunch of Broadway plays. Yep. But he, his big deal was a jingle writer. Mm -hmm. He was the guy that wrote Coke Is It. It's one note. Coke <laughs> is it. There it is. And you know, probably haven't run that campaign in, what, 35 yeah. years? And you still remember it. Yeah, you do true. remember it. That's very, very true. It, it, it was a great business to be in doing voiceover back in the 70s, 80s, 90s. All the way up to 2008, I did it. Yeah, I, you, you remember jingles like crazy. Remember, remember, when remember, Sears, is it. remember when Sears started at the end of their commercials? Because Sears was geared towards men mostly. Yes. And they were trying to change Tools, that and yeah. get women in. So every commercial, no matter what the commercial was for, at the end, they said, come see a softer side of Sears. Right. And that. it was a girl. It was I knew the girl who did the voice. Her name was Laura. And she was a total junkie. Like the biggest <laughs> junkie you ever met in your life. Like this girl, you could not keep Whoops. her away from heroin at all. She, you couldn't keep her like, away from her so, heroin. So, Good thing so, she didn't have a soft S. So, come see yeah. a softer side of Sears. She, softer they side ran, of Sears. That's the longest running voiceover in, t in American TV history. Mike, they, ran, they ran it for like 20 years. Literally. I would not And she that at got all. paid so much money, and she became more of a heroin. Well, yeah. <laughs> she must have spent $100 million I'd on I'd like heroin. to see your Christmas card list. I, I think she, no, I don't, I've lost track to her about 10 years ago. I wouldn't doubt she's dead. Oh. She had all yeah, the money in the world, yeah. and she was a junkie, and she never got clean. That's not a good combination. No. That is not I remember good walking in. I, I caught her one time. I walked in, and she was shooting up in her eye. Oh, oh my God. Oh, God. Because you can't all see right, the track marks. We just marks. lost all the listeners. Oh. Ellie does that. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> not anymore. In the corner of her eye. Yeah, in the, oh, Wouldn't you be worried God. that you'd blind oh. yourself? It, I guess they don't. A normal doing, person man. would. But why, why not just use a vein like a normal junkie? You're because it leaves track marks. I don't and you think, can tell. Do they care? People that do care use their toes and stuff like yep. that. Yeah. They go between oh. their toes. I notice a lot of people in Minnesota don't care. They walk around in short sleeve shirts, just track marks all up and down their arms. Like, are you embarrassed of that? Like, you know, you want to put a long sleeve shirt on or something? Because I don't want to look at that. Nobody's no. embarrassed by anything. Anything anymore. that leaves crap in my veins, yeah, I don't really want to be yeah. injecting. I don't want to inject any. I don't. Even, I don't like needles at all. No. I understand that completely. But yeah, that girl. That's a perfect example that how much a voiceover can pay because oh, she wow. got paid. Man, I got an example for you. And it's the really sad story. How could he? So I was hired to be the voice of the Olympics for McDonald's in 1984. I remember that. Okay. So there was a little kid. I was supposed to be the father of the little kid. They come in. We're going to do seven TV commercials that are going to run all through the Olympics. So 
they were going to run all three Olympics. Let me emphasize that. So we were each pay, being paid seven hundred thousand dollars based on residuals, nice. a hundred grand per commercial in nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money now, but that mm-hmm. was a big pile. Been well, two things years. happened that that didn't happen. So the little boy, we read through the first commercial, and the producer comes on and it says, "Okay, that was great. Uh, let's do another one." And the kid goes, "He's four years old." He goes, "Why?" Well, I just, you know, well, I thought you said that was great. He's like, well, yeah, but I mean, I'm the producer, so I'd like to do another take. He goes, I'll do one more, but that's it. The four-year-old. Well, he is four. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But his, you know, stage mom is over there going, giving him the okay sign and all that shit. Peter, the guy's, and Ted Bell was the head producer of it. He goes, hey, Tom, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick lunch? It's like 1030 in the morning. (laughs) We're taking a quick lunch. I came back, but the kid never did. His big mouth cost him seven hundred grand. Only it didn't because Catherine and I went on our honeymoon in 1984. We're flying back through uh, Salt Lake City from from uh, Banff Lake Louise, from Calgary actually. Mm-hmm. I'm walking down the the hallway, the the uh, um, concourse, and remember there used to be paper boxes all up and down. There newspaper boxes. Sure. Yeah. And I'm walking by, and I went, what did that say? I look over, and it's when the guy killed 27 people at the San Ysidro McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Right? They never ran more than about four of those commercials. Four times. It cost, that guy killing those people couldn't wait a week or two. Oh, I'm sure he did it just to piss you off. That's it. So it went from 700 grand to basically nothing. I guess once you that you do a TV commercial, then once it goes into syndication, mm-hmm. then you really get paid because it multiplies. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. there's no and doubt about that, it. Those Sears commercials didn't matter what commercial it was; her voice was on the end of that commercial. Yeah. So every Sears commercial, her voice was on that commercial. So the syndication then yep. just never stops. I did uh, did I did Sears Craftsman Tools for and uh, the Sears Auto Centers for God, what yeah, five years, time, yeah. seven? You years know, I now. noticed. Remember the show Oz? It was on HBO, yeah, the prison show. Everybody that was on that show does insurance commercials now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they almost had the same agent because they like four of them. Do, yeah. They all do insurance commercials. Was well, J.K. Simmons on that show? I don't think, I don't think so. J.K. is a great actor. You know who I never saw again? Remember the really big black dude, African dude, who was on that show? Yeah. Was he was, was on us, he yeah. was a, I was thought he, he was, yeah. Was he, who, who, who did he play? What, who, oh, he was a, like a white Nazi, wasn't he? He was they have black Vernon Nazis. Schillinger. I think he was oh, a white yeah, yeah. He was a he white was power awesome. guy, right? Yeah, he's in a short commercial, Geico. Too. He's on the Geico. Uh, or State no, Farm. Uh, State Farm. Farm State. Farmers insurance. No, he was the best person on Oz. He was one of the best characters. He was the scariest, one of the scariest characters on us oh the spider-man guy i'll tell you that's a great series to watch i don't know if you can watch it anywhere but that yeah, series you can it got stupid at the end but the first two yeah, seasons did. were really really good i mean you they know, were scary i'll tell you the kind of guy jk simmons is okay so we had him on out during whiplash remember when whiplash, oh, whiplash a great movie. He was, i just he watched that really oh, three good. weeks great ago. movie great so jk simmons is on the KQ morning show so i go okay ladies and gentlemen um Please uh, welcome our special guest, the hit movie Whiplash, J.K. Simmons. He goes, hey, Tom, how have you been? I was like, good. I've been really good. He goes, you don't remember, do you? I said, well, remember what? He goes, you and I used to do voiceover together all the time in New York. 
and I didn't even know it was the same guy. Oh, wow. I had no he probably idea. probably had hair then or something, right? Yeah, probably. He was really good at Whiplash. He yeah, was incredible really in Whiplash. He really is. He's, he's a, a great actor. actor. He is a great actor. Yeah. There's no getting Everything around. he's in is really good. I will watch anything he's in. Yeah, I me too. That. There's not many actors I say that about, but he's really good. There are a few not. You know, Bradley Cooper's. I don't know about. Who did they pick to pay, play Judy Garland, you told me, Catherine? Oh, God. I just don't Who think was it's it? a good. Oh, it's uh, Narcissistic Squint. Oh, Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. This is a true story. Are you serious? They picked her? Her to play Judy Garland. How did they they figure that? That comes from Tracy Allman. Oh, really? And she's all dressed up. She looks just like Renee Zellweger. I just want you all to know how pleased I am to be here. You can see the smile on my face and my narcissistic squint. <laughs> well, Renee Zellweger doesn't even look like Renee Zellweger no, anymore. No, not anymore. She had some kind of crazy plastic surgery on She's unrecognizable. She said she had no plastic oh, surgery. Wow. I know. She looks like a completely, completely different, different person. person. Her we... eyebrows and eyes. No, she's are... unrecognizable. Yeah. We will be right back. Part three, hour two, Tom Bernard Show. We are here with Chris Lindahl. What's the latest? Chris Lindahl Real Estate, the real estate brokerage, is finally here. We've declared our innovation independence. Your innovation independence? <laughs> you're, you're dressed independently today, I will tell you that. That's you look good, man. You look great. <laughs> Thank you. And we also have something super exciting for KQ listeners. We are going to give away a free listing side commission now through June 29th. How does that work? So, so we're going to sell someone's house for free. What? Yeah. That's yep. pretty good. Yeah, and it's just a way of saying thank you. And KQRS has been amazingly supportive to the Chris Lindahl brand and now to Chris Lindahl Real Estate. It's a way for us to say thank you. It's also not a bare bones offer. So everything that Chris Lindahl does to get you top dollar for your house, we're still going to do. And we're going to do it potentially for free for one listener. Now, how do people get that done? How, how, how do they qualify for the – was it a drawing or what is it? it? Yep, so it's, so it's a drawing. So you can go to chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K. And you can click on the free listing side commission giveaway tab to sign up. Or you can call 763-401-SOLD. That is a wonderful thing. And when, uh, when do they need to do this buy? So the deadline is June 29th. June 29th. And how do they do it? They go to chrislandall.com. That's Chris with a K or call 763-401-SOLD. And I just want to say thank you so much for all of the support during our transition. We're super excited and we're bringing innovation to another level. It is a wonderful thing. Chris Lindahl. Thank you. You're a good man. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Back, Tom Bernard Show. Ellie, could you pipe down? You're talking way too much. Yeah, really. Nobody I told, I said, told her she was going to have to defend the youth of America here today, but so <laughs> far nobody's tried to <laughs> pick luck, on her yet. Good luck with that. Uh, One person yes, just can't do it. That. That's exactly right. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Well, I just got a call from Bo Siegel. I have to call Bo back after the show. I uh, 
Do Clip. any of your friends know that you do this podcast? Yeah, right. They they always called during the podcast. Well, 99% of people listen to this podcast recorded. They listen well, to it. Well, I know, but they should still know when you do it. Bo Siegel? Yeah, Bo Siegel. He was know. my roommate in 1977, when I was, or it's 1978 when I was working at Capitol. And we were going to move because he, he wanted to move in with his girlfriend, so we were going to move out. And we had this beautiful house over in Kenwood. It was wonderful. <laughs> and Bo liked, uh, you know, to relax. Let me put it that way. My mother comes to help me move, and she comes up and he goes, what the hell? I said, what, what's the matter? She goes, why do you have so much parsley in your refrigerator? <laughs> I'm like, uh that would be, you'd have it's to ask The fancy Bo chef. The fancy chef parsley. She said, you must have five pounds of parsley in there. I'm like, yeah. I, Tom <laughs> likes garnish. Yeah, I like garnish. I'm big on garnish. Do I have any in my teeth? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Bo Siegel and Cliff Siegel, who's now Lauren Siegel, uh, we used to have so much fun. That's where I, I met Prince to say hello that one time is at, at Cliff Siegel's house. Uh, used to be people like that in and out all the time because yeah. he was head of Warner Brothers. So, I mean, he... That was Prince's first label, wasn't it? Uh-huh. And well, that was Cliff Siegel that got him signed. Wow. Yep. And he was a hell of a quarterback, too. Really? Phenomenal. And they all signed terrible deals. Yeah, that first... Everybody thing. got yeah. screwed. Yeah, they Especially Capital. Capital screwed What are you so talking about? Capital signed a lot of bad, got conned a lot of people in the bad deals. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Tom well, never did that. They I was really not did, man. Well, you know who the head of A&R was when I was there was Bobby Columbia, the drummer for yeah. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. 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 Great guy. I just saw him on TV the other night. As a matter of fact, he was commenting on... You know, one of those reels TV when, you know, the, the musician oh. dies. Oh, okay. He was commenting on the, and I saw him, Bobby's like, God, it doesn't look like Bobby anymore. No. He looks like an older man. Yeah. But he was a great guy. Yeah, really nice a good guy. guy. I like Bobby a lot. Good band, too. Yeah, yeah. Great band. What? No, who's up? You seem like that If you look on YouTube, this is not bs and it's Chicago, there's a bunch of Russian guys that do... Note for note, perfect I've really? copies I've seen of, it. I've seen of, it. I've seen um, video. early classic yeah. Chicago tunes. It's so much fun to watch. They're really good. They're great. No, phenomenal. They no, wait a minute. Note for note. They're not called Transit Authority, are they? No, <laughs> I can't remember what Because no, there's a not. band called Transit Authority that no. does Chicago, and they're coming to Buck Hill. No, no these Buck are Russian guys, and they're in, the, they're in a studio, and, yeah. and they do it note for note, man. It's really? dead on. His vocals, are, his vocals are maybe even better. Even the Terry Kath guitar parts, the guy just nails them. Oh. I'm like, whew, the, the vocals actually give you the chills, like your yeah. next back hair on the back of your neck stand but up. But they do have that slight it's, Euro, it's, Eastern yeah. European accent, <laughs> just a little bit. But not which bad. Makes it kind of cool. Yeah, actually. not bad. But it's they're really talented. Yeah. But they are in a studio. Yeah, and it's, that's right. You know. Yeah, I've seen it's highly polished. Yeah, it's, it's highly it's polished. It's highly mixed. Good. But I've seen the, the tape. It's pretty good. Did they do the song "Don't Say Yet"? <laughs> Change the title of the song. Is that the plan? Is that no. what I do? Uh, you know. A lot of these bands they do know. cover vote for Trump. So anyway, yeah, but are you really going to go to Duluth? I would not. I'm not going You're to Duluth. No, I wouldn't. I'm not doing that. Do you know no. that your dad is nuts, Sally? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. She didn't even hesitate. Borderline yes. mentally ill. <laughs> when we when Ellie was younger, we used to we were teaching the kids how to do comedy, so we used to have to do jokes at the dinner Ooh, table. Oh, I like it. And yeah, it was kind good. of funny. And then we taught them men walk into a bar jokes, and that was good for about six months. <laughs> Well, yeah. One day I said, okay, here's the tough one. And uh, I said, okay, two Irishmen walk out of a bar. 
and it's dead silence, and all of a sudden the youngest boy starts laughing. That's that's because Irish people really drink a lot and <laughs> would never walk out of the bar. <laughs> he was in what fourth grade? I don't remember. Don't you remember Liam? He just cracked up because he got the joke finally. Well, he had the Irish name, so you yeah. Know. So did you tell him the two Jews walk into a bar? No, I don't think I know that. Remember one. that one? Two Jews walk into a bar and buy it. <laughs> I was told that by a Jew. That by should the way. be that should be t- t- into a TV station. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All oh, guys, speaking of that, and I, I was talking about it yesterday a little bit. But uh, these two friends of mine, they hang out together. They're always together. They're both African American guys, right? So he calls me, goes, "Man, I hear you bitching all the time about how there's no white men in commercials, and if they are, they look like a fool." I just saw a white man in a commercial for Dremel. I said, yeah, well, there's work to be done. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, He's like, yeah. scoring I can't tell you what he said to me, Ellie. I can't. He, She's heard it. Yeah, you probably heard it. But it, it, honest to God, I love doing that to Philip because Philip laughs, but it's like, yeah, as soon as we take over, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> you're the first one to go. You're the first one to go, pal. Uh, I don't know. It's that stuff is wonderful. I I I really enjoy all that stuff. It's amazing. Uh oh. No, uh-huh. he, no. I just got a, I got a message from Dave now. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. Doesn't some... he know you do the podcast? No, he does not know I'm doing the podcast. He's probably giving the Chicago used to be the Chicago Transit Authority. Yeah, yeah that was the original yeah. or, yeah. initial yeah, name. Was of the so there's that a band been... called Transit Authority. That's yeah. why they're called Transit right. Authority. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so a cover, I cover band. Yeah, but I've never seen them, so I don't know if they're. There's any good an ELO cover band too, you know. That's what I heard, and I heard it, they're the, really good. They're really good. That's what I know, heard. There's, there's, a, there's a couple of them. One's a local that are, that are good, but there's a national one that's yeah. really good. You know, there's a local band that covers Steely Dan. I saw at Famous Dave's a couple years ago. Really? I think they're called Stealing Dan. Yes, yes, Stealing, Stealing Dan. Dan. Yeah, Stealing and Dan. And that's not easy music to play. I oh, no. Stealing Dan is tough. It's really hard to miss that many notes singing, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a great singer. He's no, a unique he was voice. not. He was a new, yes. I can't imagine unique. anybody else singing those songs, though. No, it would I sound, it would well, sound there's a weird. Lot of, there's a lot of singers that aren't that good that nobody else could sing their songs. That's right. That's true. So, I mean, no, David Bowie true. wasn't a good singer. Oh, God. But no, nobody no. else could do Moon Age Daydream or anything you know, that he did. You know, every Christmas somebody posts on Facebook, oh, this is so great. It's Bing Crosby and David Bowie singing a little drunk. Oh, it's yeah. horrible. It, it is terrible. terrible. It is terrible. I was yeah. never a Big Crosby fan, so. Well, Bing can sing, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> When David Bowie started singing, it was just horrendous. Yeah. It was <laughs> <laughs> trying to do all these church parts, and he's missing them by a country I'm a Bowie line. fan. I like, there's a lot of stuff I love David Bowie. I, like. I think he's terrific. Moon Age Daydream's a great album. Mm-hmm. I do like Fame, because he starts it, and then Lennon comes in in the middle, and then he finishes it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, and when he goes, fame, 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 yeah, fame. That's great. Well, he it was ahead really of his good. time. And his stuff he was. was yep. his, his stuff is timeless, because it was, it was ahead of its time. Really good. I mean, same with even even a lot of Queen stuff. It's still you know cuts to mark today. When is that yeah. movie coming out? Do you know? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I want to say it's like November. God, it looks. Okay. It's a while away. He, he yeah, looks October. just like him. I know. I don't, I'm... He, he does because the guy who played him doesn't. No, not at all. Like it's a Mr. Robot guy, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yep. he Remember does look like he him in looks the movie? just like him in the movie. So, I saw a trailer because I didn't think. He, I mean, the guy no, I know, picked I know was nothing like him. Well, Sasha Baron Cohen was going to do it, and then he pissed mm-hmm. everybody off, so they fired him. 
Yeah, really? Yeah. I heard he's hard coming to work. What do you do? That's why Apparently, it's really, really hard to work with. Oh. It's coming up when? November 2nd. November. And it's uh, Mal- uh, Malik Ram- Rami or Rami. Yeah, that's Mr. Robot guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the the look that he's got it nailed down, especially really? when he has the aviator sunglasses on. Yeah. But... Did they give him the prosthetic teeth? Yes, they did. Okay. Yeah, they made I mean, that was one of his biggest characteristics, it was and teeth. And I think the movie goes up until he does Live Aid. Oh, I yeah, don't think yeah. it goes into him it does dying. Not. Oh, no, no. Does Why would they do that? No, they would, I wouldn't want to see that anyway. When I was at Capitol, <laughs> the guy, uh, they were on, what were they on, Epic? Epic, yeah. They were on Epic yep, Records? yeah. Uh, one of the guys that worked in the national office of Epic in, in Hollywood walked in on Freddie uh, speaking into the mic, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, whoa! Uh, he said it was really uncomfortable. I'm sure it really? was. Really? Yeah. Like, Please don't. I can't imagine that. Well, anybody, you walk on and anybody having sex has got to be really uncomfortable, I would think. Yeah, it's never happened to me, so I wouldn't know. I don't, I don't think I've ever done It's never happened to me. Anything. No, I don't think never. I've ever done Actually, anything. you know what? I take that back. It, ha- it has happened to me. Okay. You don't think about it? T- tell I the story. Back. I'm going to tell a story. I will, uh, I'm going, I'm in Hollywood. I'm at and, a nunnery. Nope, I'm in Hollywood, <laughs> and I'm with my friend Jonas Lawrence, and uh, he's, Evil and Gloria's business does all Evil and Gloria's oh, stuff. yeah. Re- even best of restaurants. And we go to Tommy Lee's house, okay. and we're on our Did way Brandon to Tommy Lee's. Did Brandon knock him out that night, We're on our way to Tommy Lee's, <laughs> and... We go to his house and, and ring the doorbell. Someone answers the door and they're like, yeah, Tommy's in there. And we go in there and he's literally having sex with some girl. And he go, he just doesn't even stop, doesn't miss a beat. He goes, "What's up, guys?" Oh, and just God. and just does and he just keeps going. How about oh. that Twitter war Class he's having with, with his son? K. Very yeah. odd. Just behavior. kept going. That Twitter war he's having with his son right now is hideous. Oh, I don't even know what this is. You know what? I have to say, I don't think Tommy's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've been to a couple of us. Well, this no, this is this is how I describe Tommy Lee. And I've been, I went, he, I was invited to a couple of his birthday parties, and I got to know him pretty good. He's like a big dumb dog. He is, yeah. You <laughs> know, I agree. Like that's what he is. Well, he's a he, drummer. For he's like the big, <laughs> he's not even a musician. He's like the big dumb Saint Bernard. You know? Yeah, he is. He he, that's his mentality. Like, oh, oh, like, like he's the kind of the clown. You know the 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 big dumb dog. He's like, oh, oh, oh. Well, it's just it's just his mentality. He, but he's not a bad guy. Have you ever heard the audio of when that kid drowned at his house? Yeah. No. Oh God! It's yeah. like, he goes, hey man, somebody should like call the cops or something. <laughs> yeah, I would say since yeah, there's thanks. a kid drowning in your pool, that, or, that, or like that, get that, the kid out of the he, pool. He, yeah. get the kid out he of did it. take that. that really hard. Yeah, he did. He that was really did. tough on his relationship and and everything. Things went bad. That was the beginning of a decline. Yeah, it was of his life. Well, his son Brandon and he don't get along at all. So on Father's Day, they went after each other. And Brandon showed a video. Knocked him out. Knocked him out. No. He knocked Tommy Lee. He knocked his dad. I mean, he is out, too. He's in his underwear. What's the fight about? I didn't really say. But Brandon cannot stand his father. He can't stand him. And there's no signs of Pamela anywhere. She's like dropped off the face of the earth. And what happened to her? I saw her. Well, last time I saw her, I went to the Elton John party after the Emmys. He has the foundation, AIDS foundation that he does after right, party after right. the Oscars and the Emmys. And I went to that. I can't she, count the number of times I've been to that. And Brandon, she, and she was there, and she did not look good. 
at all. God, she was so pretty she when looks, she came from Canada. To I mean, the I'm not saying she looked hard, but she she looked turned into a cartoon. She did. Yeah, she yeah. looked kind of overprocessed. You know, yeah, and she had brown blotches all over. Oh, what's that? I don't know. Unless she was pruning trees or something. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Pamela Anderson pruning <laughs> tree service. But she's but she's a sweetheart. That's what I understand from people. She's a moron. But she's a sweetheart, She's though. very sweet. Sweetheart. You know who else was there? I, got, I talked to a long time was Tim Allen. He's a really nice guy. For a drug dealer. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he was He's a drug He was in prison. Yeah, yeah. I know. He was yeah. in prison. But hey, but that gives a lot of people character if yeah. you're a drug addict or a drug dealer. I mean. Yeah, he was in Sandstone Prison up in northern Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, was he really? Yeah. 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 Local yeah. boy. <laughs> and, and you know what? He does tell Local all. Local boy does bad. He tells all. He does. He does tell He admits it all. He does. He'll tell you the whole story. Yeah, that's, it's funny. Something we're going to have to sit and talk about all the people that you and I have met in common and the nice guys and the total jerks. It's unbelievable because they're very consistent. Well, you're on a podcast. You could always talk about it any time. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. What was that guy? What was that? Remember the, uh, yeah. uh, David Carradine? David, David Carradine was the biggest jerk I've ever met. That's what I've heard. Ever. Terrible human. He being. was the biggest Kung jerk. Fu? David, yeah, he was the biggest jerk to me. I was actually at, an, at another party, Oscars party, Governor's Ball, and they just opened the bar, and the bar is like a million miles long. <laughs> And Excuse I'm me. like the only person at the whole bar that's a million miles long. And he comes up to me and pushes me out of his way. <laughs> he could have went anywhere. It was a hundred bartenders. And he's David Carradine. And he's he, going to get waited he, on he first. He comes up and pushes me out of the way. He goes, and then he say, excuse me. Literally just pushes me out of the way and, and orders his drink. I'm like, and yeah. I, I just stood back and looked. And his manager went, I'm so sorry. And not not long after that, he, he they found him dead. You know, Hanging. Pu- well, hanging from self, uh, yeah. self-pleasuring himself, exactly. like hanging himself. Yeah. Ellie, haven't you learned a lot today being here? <laughs> a little yeah. lot of erotic asphyxia. He's yeah. the only, he's the only into your eyeballs. He's the actually mean person I've ever met in in this entertainment world. I guess he got it from his dad. He John Carradine, I guess, was a yeah, real I jerk. Well. I was tried his dad to, or his grandfather? I can't remember. I tried to talk to him after that. He's just a miserable man. Andy, would you look and see if David Carradine is the son or the grandson of John Carradine? John Carradine had the weirdest voice in the history of Hollywood. What was the girl? What was, uh, the, son. What was the son. girl that was uh, uh, always in a lot of trouble? That's uh, a lot Ellie? of them. Britney Spears. No, Ellie Springfield. No, movie star. Uh, Ellie Springfield's it. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Oh. So at that oh, yeah. at that party, they had these glass cases with these ten million dollar necklaces in them, and I'm sitting there looking at one, and Lindsay Lohan walks up to me. She goes, "You should buy me that." And I said, why? You couldn't wear it. She had this turtleneck dress on. I go, why? You couldn't wear it with that dress. She goes, you buy me that. I'll take this dress off right now. (laughs) Boy, look at the time. We'll be back in about just a few minutes. Tom Bernard Show.